2: Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge.
0: This week was brought to you by people using highly technical and incomprehensible language (laughs) and the fact that women like cushions. We began (laughs) the week with Johnny messing about with his car. He changed the defibrillator, twiddled the upright flange onto the half-bells <laughs> and then strunched into the flompit. See what I mean? Jazza was as bored as the rest of us and decided to use the time the scriptwriters just had him standing there by trying to drum up custom for that foul hell brew he refers to as home brew. It is not brewed and it is not made at home. But if he called it fish shit liquor, even few- fewer people would buy it. Much of Jazza's chat centred around the terrifying Jade, who sounds like a 50-year-old fish gutter (laughs) with a chronic (laughs) Benson's habit and skin like a window cleaner's chamois. There was a bit of a mismatch here. All she seems to want to do is go out and get pissed, but according to Jazza, she was up for an activity weekend. She does know it's not a hen night, doesn't she? It's done by families in cagoules and someone has a panic attack up a rope ladder. Jazza was talking blithely about co-steering. then i realized he thinks that's when you ask someone to hold the wheel while you hunt for your cigarette lighter he described her as a one woman mardi gras too much makeup and feathers everywhere it sounds ghastly however we then hopped over to brookfield where david was looking for a leg it's the long knobbly thing above your foot said ruth david we've been through this oaky bank made an appearance which always makes me happy. Okie bank okey-bank. okey-bank. <laughs> David was sulking because Ruth and Pip went out for the day, but Jill had grounded him for picking the sultanas out of his bit of cake and he wasn't allowed to go too. So he ran along behind the car, hanging onto the bumper, but they wouldn't undo the child lock to let him in. He accused <laughs> Ruth of hating his sheep, She accused him of putting all his sheep in one basket. Then it all got a bit technical again, with Ruth whittling on about dairy expansion, which I think means really, really massive cows, much bigger than normal ones. And then David retaliated by saying that somehow his sheep have become more efficient than using remote working and workflow (laughs) protocols to refocus their grazing on specific areas to meet their KPIs. It was all shaping up for a lovely row, especially when Ruth told him he was the biggest cog at Brookfield. I couldn't understand why he seemed pleased about that until I realised I'd misheard the word cog. Anyway, it all ended up with a happy ending when she said, I've realised change can be difficult. And he said, I've realised that things can't stand still. And it was all a bit Cosby show, except without the (laughs) Rohypnol. Krusty turned up in the middle of the Brookfield Barney because as predicted by absolutely everybody, she is now producing the bloody mystery plays. I was still hoping we'd got it all wrong and it was going to be a mystery play like Murder at Crimble Cottage. But no, it's all gaudy. And now Linda Snell, MBE, is rushing about telling people whether or not they can be god. Anyway, Krusty and David and Ruth stood there saying... Oh, no, I'll go. No, stay. No, I'll go. (laughs) No, it's fine. Until they realised they'd filled up two whole minutes of that episode with little to no effort, so well done them. This effing mystery play is yet another one in which the poor audience has to get chivvied along from place to place, the poor buggers. (laughs) When I go to a play, I like to sit down in a nice, comfortable red velvet seat with a plastic glass of warm lager and have a little snooze. Not get chased around the village by a sheepdog nipping at my heels with Ruth Archer slapping me on the arse and shouting, Go on! And Krusty with a stopwatch shouting, Move it or you'll only get the second half of Pontius Pilate's bit. Just let the audience sit down and have a rest for God's sake. In sound effect of the week, Krusty visited Helen in the dairy, knocked on the door, and it sounded like she was Black Rod trying to get into (laughs) Parliament. Ruri and Ben were talking about lambing while closeted in a rotting caravan on a heavy slant, which they are planning on turning into a love shack. Brian has been having to do some lambing because Eli is off, and Brian is moaning about it, but what else has he got to do? Apart from get a bit pissed and drive his murk down the middle of the road while peering over the hedges making disparaging comments about other people's winter wheat. <laughs> this is going to be one of those miraculous transformations, isn't it? They've made this caravan sound like something that would be dismissed as a bit icky by a sewer rat. And the next thing we hear, it'll be all muslin curtains and stenciling. And then the next thing will then de- be, well, be them deciding to rent it out as an Airbnb with hilarious consequences. I haven't been an archer's listener for 247 years without seeing how these things go, you know. <laughs> Alice and Chris were babysitting for Xander while debating the gender of their baby. It could be either, said Alice <laughs> earnestly. Dear God, that poor child. <laughs> Harassment is playing Jesus. I've been sworn to secrecy, he said, telling Chris. I think that kind of rules you out of being Jesus straight away. I think he could probably have kept his trap shirt when he was asked to. Johnny is a fondant fancy man. Well, I did suspect he might have fondant fancy tendencies when I heard him in the gym with Lee. This week's token mask reference came from Jazza, who would not let Jade in the shop because she didn't have a mask. Judging by the sound of Jade, I would imagine she is carrying more noxious diseases than a Petri dish in a KGB laboratory. And I'm not sure whether a full hazmat suit would contain her, to be honest. There then followed one of the strangest scenes I have ever come across. We spent four minutes listening to an elderly Latin professor and a Glaswegian milkman in a cottage in an imaginary village (laughs) listening to a young woman blow dried pasta (laughs) out of her nose into a mug. In what universe is this normal? I had to listen twice as I couldn't quite believe it the first time. The next time anyone says to you, but I mean really is the BBC even worth the licence fee, (laughs) Just tell them that. Tell them that writers' fees and studio time and production costs were all devoted to setting up that one extraordinary scene. And then tell me Netflix is
1: better.
2: The end. Oh yeah! Again, you've just you've just done the whole podcast. <laughs> That's good. I agree all with then. you. It was it was really like discombobulating. <laughs> There was so much uh, innuendo, but sort of technically stuff, yeah, and yeah. so much stuff that was quite hard to imagine because you're us on the radio. <laughs> like somebody blowing... I mean, th- yes. It also <sighs> took me ages to work out it was a pasta trick because when he was in the shop, Jazza said... Oh, like he was cooking oh, something. Oh, She's going it... to do that pasta thing. And I thought, yeah, oh, like yeah. spaghetti carbonara. Yes. Yeah. What do you mean blowing it out of her uh, nose? I mean, what uh, the <laughs> hell... It was very confusing, but um, it was just a very odd introduction to Jade, wasn't it?
0: Well, she's that. Sorry, I'm drinking my tea. She sounds absolutely horrendous.
2: But weren't you really... That is nothing like what I pictured Jade, voice-wise. I thought she'd be a little girl like this and sort of a bit... Yeah, I thought she was 18 or, well, 24. But, oh, hello, buddy. Let's do some linguine skills. It was really, really odd, wasn't it? Why did
0: she keep calling him buddy (laughs) It was so annoying. Everything else, and... (laughs) I just couldn't get a grip on the character at no. all. I just sat there with a sort of a big frown on my face, trying uh, to figure uh, out what the bloody hell was going on.
2: It was the age thing, wasn't mm. it? Because, I, I mean, Johnny's only about 12, and
0: but him always, and her were hanging out. But we always forget that uh, Jazza is nearly 40.
2: Yeah, but Johnny's not, and he was going out with her a couple of weeks ago.
0: Well, when did he leave university?
2: johnny is surely he's only he's He's definitely 20s yeah Yeah. and the way that yeah jade's been in it on and off hasn't she Mm -hmm. in the background and you just got the impression that she was in the young people in the young people's crowd (laughs) (laughs) all right buddy come on jazza buddy (laughs) it was just really
0: i mean but there was an element of sort of almost
2: Sinister. It, yes I me too. I it was waiting like
0: she just happily beat him up as shag him that's what i thought also, well i though.
2: wondered if that's what it's going to come to because there was all that stuff about are oh, you still owe me for the tequila buddy well, you know there was a bit of um, What, she's going to beat him up he owes her money. He owed he owed her twenty quid, yeah. and then she'd bet him a tenner.
0: Yeah, and
2: and then Jib made a reference to Jazza not having the money that week. Right, and I didn't know if that if we were like if we were going into sort of. <laughs> again it was like just this is how instead of just listening to it and enjoying it we have to like <laughs> yeah, pick yeah. it apart oh does that mean there's going to be some sort of you know just listeners
0: are the opposite of staying in the moment aren't they we're yeah. always as soon as a baby's born we start thinking oh who could they marry
2: in 28 years time <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it was just surprising i didn't mind jade <laughs> she just, at least she's a bit different.
0: She certainly is. I found her deeply disturbing. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it.
2: Well, it was all weird. But then, but then, do you know what? Oh, I felt sad that when um she'd done her pasta trick and and Jim then said something in Latin. Yeah. And I thought she'd go to right, Jimus. You know, un- and yeah. and understand. It was a yeah. shame that they yeah. had to go oh wait are you ch- what was she says? she said something like, a oh hope you're not yeah little... hope you're not chantering at me or yeah. I thought yeah. like, oh that's a shame they actually yeah. could have given yeah. it a bit of a twist and made her head of um, classical studies at Dorsetshire <laughs> <Borsuch laughs> <at> uni
0: <laughs> poor old I did love jimus though going well you might need an early night you know I mean because you did bunk out of work you did, you did so call sweet. in sick didn't you and everything so oh not my
2: Cicero you. mug yeah. <laughs> you were right it was just very i couldn't i did also i didn't quite i might need to go into what exactly she was doing with the penny was she blowing what was she blowing out with it her nose what oh she, she was, was blowing it up her nose and blowing it out oh i thought she was sort of blowing something through the penny like a pea no. Blowing it through the penny. because no, she said you block
0: up one nostril. That's really oh.
2: important. Let's mm. put that aside for now. Yes, Let's go it, away and think it, about it again. Yes, think about the pasta <laughs> up the nose later. Have a go at home, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now I know what to do. Now I actually know. They should have Maybe put it on could their website. we do websites. a
0: live reconstruction on air. Yes. Harriet, go oh, and good... penny.
2: <laughs> I, I can't believe someone on Twitter hasn't already done that. Well. <laughs> they should be doing it. If you are at home, at a loss, a bit
0: bored, uh, maybe life has lost its sparkle during lockdown. Come on, buddy! To work out how to fill the next five weeks before we're all allowed <laughs> out on this... All the fun fascists insist that we have to go out and go to the pub. Um, then... What we'd like you to do is put a piece of pasta up your nose, seal up one nostril, and without blowing snot all over your kitchen, just propel the pasta across the room and tell us about your experiences by emailing ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com.
2: Buddy, that's ambridgeonthecouch at (laughs) gmail.com. Come on, buddy. (laughs) It's a CBB's voice, isn't it? It's really it's like that's what it is. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? It was like when you're watching a kids' program and then the the, the sort of villain who can't be too scary yeah. because it's CBB's, but, it's also but... <laughs> certainly old to be in. It was really confusing. I really needed to see the script in writing at that point. Yes. Or have subtitles. Yeah, Kerry, could you if you could organize it, just just <laughs> We'll cascade
0: it, send it to me and Harriet, and we'll photocopy it and send it round. <laughs> we
2: could all follow along in real time okey bank okey <laughs> bank let's all go to okey bank what the hell was all that i've learned the change is not always easy oh, and I've look, that, oh what the hell i know if only they'd had a proper row yes cuz they love a row i know it was all disappointingly <sighs> near wasn't it it was, all it was yeah but where is all this come from oh it's come from brexit hasn't it oh, oh yeah
0: well at least they've remembered
2: that we're having Brexit. They've forgotten <laughs> about coronavirus, but they've remembered. Um, and even Rory and um Oh god Ben. Mm. Like, is it Brexit? Yeah it is. Yeah it <laughs> is Brexit. So what um, is Brexit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> come, come on, let's talk there, about, let's talk, it, about really <laughs> <happening>? <laughs> let's talk about the love shack. But yeah, the yields are really low this <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking <laughs>
0: Even teenage boys living live on farms don't talk about lambing. They just don't. They talk about knobs and porn and gas. Not lambing. <laughs> um, what did you think about Krusty going to visit the jailbird?
2: Well, I, you know I'd been expecting it. Yeah. I thought it was... Uh, I thought Philip was brilliant, actually. Uh-huh. I, I was really glad he didn't, uh, you know, go, oh, all right then. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, very well done, actually. And and it but it would have been a bit it would have been uh, philip genuinely doesn't genuinely doesn't i mean he knows he's done wrong but i think he genuinely feels that he's wrong done by
0: but to sell oh, your own son down the river no yeah.
2: no no he's an evil man isn't he mm. that's the thing but yeah. he's so, he's so um uh what's that word when you just can't think about anyone else
0: narcissistic
2: yeah that's the mm. word yeah mm. but then also he said if he, if he is, because if he pleaded guilty, I was thinking, because he said, oh, it could be, I could be in here for months, didn't he? Or oh, did he say years? I was thinking, it's not, God, it's not much of a penance, is it? If you're only in there for a year, that's nothing for... for...
0: No, he meant before the trial.
2: Oh, I see. Because he thinks, oh. he's
0: he thinks all I have to do is get to trial, I'll say not guilty, they'll realise I'm not guilty because he genuinely thinks he's yeah. not guilty, and then I'll get out. But it's the point that he's going to be kept in—he's going to be kept in custody until.
2: Um, yeah, I like that. Did you?
0: Yes, I did. I thought it was excellent. But when she said, "I'm going to take this off," there's no <laughs> point in me wearing this. <laughs> I thought she's wearing a wire because I listen to all these flipping <gasps> crime podcasts. I think she's oh. been recording him, and then I thought, oh, oh. bloody hell, it's only our wedding ring.
2: Oh! <laughs> but then she was like, and I don't need this anymore. And she was just about to thrust it when she thought, oh, actually, I'll just keep it on for a bit longer because maybe I can <laughs> sell it on eBay. Actually. <laughs> Because <laughs> it did feel like she was going to throw it across yeah, the room. Yeah, you know, the, the first bin i come across. Yeah, honestly, place. I am definitely going to put it in a bin. De- definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. I'll just see how much it's worth first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, I thought that was great, and I was glad to see... Did, did we get told that she... Uh, well, did, had I drifted off at the point when she agreed to produce this stupid play, or...?
2: Yeah, no, you didn't. We didn't hear her agree. agree. No, we heard her. We heard her say no last week.
0: We heard her vehemently deny (laughs) that she was going to do it, which should have been a massive indication that that's exactly what was going to
2: happen. But how annoying! How annoyed would you be if you were in the middle of a row and Kirsty turned up? (laughs) And she didn't even go away. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Is this a bad time? Well, ov- yeah. <laughs> obviously. Okay, I'll just—I'll just—I'll just, I'll
0: just, I'll just right, stand here. here.
2: Yeah. I'll stand here until you decide whether it is a bad time or not.
0: <laughs> but it was literally a whole scene of going. Shall I go? No, stay. No, I don't mind. No, really, I'll go. No, don't. Stay.
2: Just <laughs> shut up. Get on with it. Also, couldn't you just ask them in a the text? Yes, but no one does that, do they? No one well, does you that. Well, I suppose that you even. can't on the arches or there'd just no, 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 literally nobody, be no drama. But yeah,
0: they, but everybody would stay in their
2: homes texting each other, there would be no... <laughs> Especially if, you, yeah, if you're asking something awkward, there's no way you'd go and see the no. person face to face. No, they say no straight to your face rather
0: than giving them, at least have the good grace to let them make up as a pathetic excuse. And also, I still think it's a stupid idea. And why do the audience have to keep wandering oh, around? Why can't mean, they just... Oh. They got, they got driven round Lower Loxley like a flock of sheep. Oh, Why do they
2: Have you ever been to immersive theatre? It is so dull. <laughs> it's so dull because as you say, you can't just you can't just drift off. Yeah. You have to like show on your expression because you're so close to the actor that you're yes. really enjoying it. Wow, this is so crazy and exciting. It's like it's just So boring and you have to keep moving around when you've just got comfy. Yeah, it's the walking around thing that I object to. God. It is so dull. But I think some people really love it.
0: I went to see one I went to see Punch Drunk.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, they've done a good one actually. Having said that. (laughs) And that that was terrifying. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yes. Wondering, <laughs> It's bad enough when you go into a National Trust house and there's a room there with an old lady in it and you <laughs> dare not look at her because you know that she's going to start talking. And even if you don't look at her, she starts talking anyway because you're the only person that's come in there to talk about her fucking sconces or whatever it is. So she's going to talk to you about them whether you want her to or not and then you have to stand there and a load of German tourists come and then you can't leave because then you look like you're not interested in your own country's heritage and you end up just going oh that's really interesting thank you well we have to go
2: to the thing now and all of you shuffle off Oh, it's awful oh it's just the worst feeling isn't it (laughs) I remember shuffling out of an awful free stand-up event in Edinburgh once and me and my friends were like shall we just because it was so excruciating, and we sort of like we thought we were near enough at the back, and we sort of tiptoed oh. out, and he he just went, "Where are you going?" Oh no! Oh, God, it was awful. He he just completely became really aggressive. Yeah, and I was like, oh, "We're just we're just going to the toilet," and, and he was like, "Well, I expect you back here." I Oh, it was horrible! It was horrible. But his show wasn't going well, and and he was a comedian, and that obviously made him angry. And he took it out on us. It was excruciating. Of comedy. Punish your audience. Yes. Be aggressive and alienate them. Exit. I suppose at least in immersive theatre, you could make a swift exit as you're moving from yes. Brookfield to Lower Loxley yes. or something. Yes. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine how boring oh, it's going to be? Yes, you
0: could have the Uber waiting with the engine, couldn't you? you just like, look, I'll be out, I'm going to be out in three minutes. Park around the corner, put your foot down.
2: And how how um, vain is Harrison about being Jesus? Oh, but what was funny was he was like, yeah, I'm Jesus. And then Chris was like, oh, yeah, I've been Jesus. And he was like, oh, yeah. But Harris, oh. Poor Chris went, yeah, it's because I had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. <laughs> the yeah, him, just... I think Harrison genuinely thinks he is Jesus. That's yes, the problem, exactly. And he knows he's going to look yeah. good in a loincloth, yeah, because he he we know he will, and he knows he will. <laughs> oh my God, you've just broken my dream.
0: What I dreamt about Harrison. Oh my God, Lucy. Oh my
2: God. How can you, you dream about an imaginary? Oh my God,
0: that's are you?
2: You're dreaming about the archers. Well,
0: only Harrison.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, you know, he might be a bit of a plonker, but he's a good-looking plonker, isn't he? (laughs) Well, yes. If you're going to dream about a
0: plonker, make it a good-looking one. that's what I
2: say. I didn't think Chris was very friendly to him at all. I thought for somebody, you know, if your best friend is keeping a a very sensitive seat, you know, and, and Mm. and Harrison was actually talking quite sensitively, I thought. I know, but Chris just cannot bear
0: he's in such a state of anxiety he cannot and he is spending every single second of every day that he's not directly in front of alice thinking is she drinking is she drinking Mm. is she drinking but that's why he should have listened to harrison i know but you just don't want to hear it do you because Mm. you know it's the thing that is humming away in the background of your own head the whole time so anyone else saying it you're just going to attack them because you, you know you've managed to suppress it for long enough to get out of the house and then the only thing the other person wants to talk about is the thing that you've been trying to yeah. avoid. I
2: see. Time. It yeah. did make me quite nervous actually because I, I thought, "Oh no, please don't, please don't let her be drinking at home." I, 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 I got was really worried anxious. we were going to cut back to the yeah, me gl- 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 oh, too. I know, I know. And then I so I was really glad when she was like, "Oh, I'm glad you've told Harrison." Yeah, that <laughs> genuinely was a bit of a relief for me too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm still not sure, though, about oh, whether no. or not she's
2: going to be able to keep oh, it up. Oh, no. Yes, because why would they have had that scene otherwise? Yeah. Oh, please, Alice, come on, it's yeah. not long now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah because it maybe it would be a bit unbelievable if she was okay, you know, just like that, uh, yeah. you know, just after a week of rehab. Yeah. yeah.
0: But maybe that happens.
2: Hmm. Mm. I'm
0: not sure the first rehab always works.
2: Um, well, as long as they, yeah. Yeah, let's just keep our fingers yeah. crossed, Lucy. I don't
0: like this storyline. I, I do to... like it's the... it's about babies I just want to do, to be happy I
2: know. and nice. And I, don't I know, I know, it. I know, I know. And I really, really hope it's all I don't all like fine. people
0: being run over and things when they grow <laughs> up. Cause I just no, like
2: it happening. doesn't matter at all. No. I mean... I like it, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's drama. It's good drama. But not little After babies. If get backed <laughs> over
0: by a JCB, and
2: I wouldn't raise an eyebrow. But babies was like... Oh, Helen and Lee. Shaking oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. I like, I actually, I actually liked all that. I thought, um, because I was sort of thinking, oh, it's, like, it's not Lee, Lee losing Henry. Well, A, he didn't lose him because Henry's 10 and mm. he was in his local mm. park, wasn't he? He wasn't. So I thought at first I was like, oh, that's, that's all been blown out of proportion. But now that I see it was all leading up to, But then you're like, why? Why would Lee want to shack up with Helen and the boys? Honestly. And what about his girls as well? Yes,
0: exactly. I mean, it's all very well Helen just saying in this cavalier fashion, oh, well, we'll (laughs) just have to get a house big enough to fit everybody in. She sells like two pots of yoghurt a week. He teaches karate in a pub and occasionally massages auntie cardboard. How is that going to bring in enough money to allow them to have a one, two, three, Four-bedroom house, five-bedroom house. They're living in a fantasy world. <laughs> no but but no have
2: doubt, just... one will magically become
0: available that we haven't heard of.
2: No, it would. It it was just yeah, and it was a bit like, and then because I actually thought he was going to say, I really don't think that'll work. Yeah, you know, and there was that that awkward. He was just busy yeah. thinking of his Chinese. Yeah. I I I was and like... then he went oh, I've been logging
0: <laughs> to him, and I thought, oh my god, you're a maniac. <laughs>
2: A, honest who would a who would want to live with helen uh, yeah i'm sure you know she's lo- lovely girl very attractive but mental. high maintenance mm-hmm. mental <laughs> and the, henry i mean yeah. oh god yeah. from what yeah. we know of him he's an absolute yeah. nightmare yeah. and then the other one is the devil's child so <laughs> we never hear about him really do we no. Oh, I hope they get together. You know, they all get, you know, shacked up nicely. And And then then Rob Rob comes along. Maybe Rob will try and cosy up to Lee's ex and become the stepfather of Lee's girls and it'll all get a bit weird. Oh, God, no. We
0: don't know uh, uh, Lee's ex, do we?
2: It's probably Jade. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'll tell you what, if it's Jade... She was the man in that relationship. Because me, for a karate instructor, he is remarkably fake, oh I have God. to say.
2: He's <laughs> literally spineless, isn't he? <laughs> Helen! Helen! Sorry, you can you said... wipe my bottom, please? I had a poo. <laughs> can oh. you read me and Henry a story?
0: <laughs> no wonder you have to learn karate. You must have been beaten up every other day. Penny Woody could have beaten him up (laughs) (laughs) I love how he's being so patronising when he said I'm too thick to to cheat on you and she said the pause
2: was just slightly too long before (laughs) she went no and
0: we were all going
2: yes (laughs) <laughs> well in a way it's nice that helen's now the sort of dominant one in the relationship yes. and he is the quivering wreck <laughs> <laughs> desperate for attention and approval yes
0: i just don't think she's normal she has got a screw loose somewhere and it's well, an was... enormous screw
2: well they could get that slave house for cheap though couldn't they yeah? <laughs> <laughs> do you think they'll call it that Cause <laughs> a slave. <laughs> With the nice garden <laughs> <laughs> And Jill is a neighbour No, get it wasn't it, Joy as a neighbour <laughs> It's got a lovely garden, really high fences Hello <laughs> Have you moved in? <laughs> it's your auntie Joy
0: <laughs> ah. Oh, yes. we do Mr Newby? Of course I was just thinking, he hasn't met her yet, has he? Mm. Joy? No. Do you think he'll like her? Who wouldn't
2: like her?
1: Hello everybody I started the week this week with the realisation that I really like Johnny.
2: Yay! <laughs> Tom
1: Gibbons gives one of the more natural performances in the show, Yeah. And the character himself is enormously affable. He's also just dropped my very first in-the-wild polytunnel reference, yeah! and it's genuinely made my day. He genuinely seems to want the best for everybody else, and you can't ask for more than that from a mate. In with a bullet at number one, Johnny. Not half. Goody. <laughs> it's David and Ruth. Said nobody, ever. (laughs) David's being both arrogant and emotionally fragile, which is quite something, and it's clear he doesn't at all like the idea of change, or, dare I say it, the women having anything to do with the decisions on the farm. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I don't have the faintest clue whether it would be better to have cattle or sheep or both at Brookfield, but surely it merits discussion. Have they always been like this, these two? Completely devoid of any affection for each other?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And as for David...
1: I was married for 15 years and learned quite early on that nothing says I love and respect you like using the words hair-brained scheme. (laughs) When Kirsty visits the farm to ask for permission to stage part of the show, David and Ruth's race to the bottom of the passive-aggressive barrel must have made her head spin. A wooga, a wooga, new character. In fact, two new characters. It's a bit early in the week for this, writers. I've barely even got my archer's pants on, and here I am trying to figure out who on earth Rory and Ben are. <laughs> I'm not helped by the fact that Ben actually calls Rory something like, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to listen to that bit several times before I figure out who he's talking about. Plenty of good background information being bandied about, mind you, even though I have no idea which generic young man is which. Pip is a total cow freak, apparently, which is a sentence that seems at least one word too long. And Josh is egg obsessed, which is, well, I don't really know what that means and I don't think I want to know. Anyway, they're planning to renovate a caravan into a love shack and things must really have changed since the days when I was stepping out. Because I don't care how many cushions you scatter, it strikes me that the chances of getting a charming young thing through the door of a caravan, let alone into the mood, are very slim indeed. Yes. Also, I know that the sexual revolution is in full swing in Ambridge these days, but does anybody else find the idea of building a communal shagging wagon just ever so slightly seedy? <laughs> yeah. How long have Helen and Lee been going out? They speak to each other like they're business partners. Not even the close kind. (laughs) It's good to hear you, Helen, says Lee, after which I'm half expecting him to suggest that she get her people to call his people and they'll do lunch. For a karate instructor, he's a bit wet too, isn't he? He briefly lost Helen's kid, who it turns out is ten and really shouldn't be getting lost in his home village, (laughs) and now seems determined to self-flagellate himself right out of Helen's life about it all. Perhaps Lee could get together with Krusty and they can beat themselves up together save everybody else the bother of having to listen to them. Even hearing Helen and Lee arrange to live together after the little tiff is like listening to your mum and dad flirting with each other while (laughs) they're sober. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see me, but I'm shuddering. (laughs) Right, this Kirsty and the slaves business is tiresome now, and I can only assume it's a test from the writers who want to make sure that I'm really serious about this archer's business before letting me have the good stuff. (laughs) The whole idea of her visiting Philip is utterly, utterly ludicrous, and I shall speak no more of it. I've just listened to a two-minute section of Chris and Alice and have no idea what it was all about, or indeed, <laughs> what a zunder is. <laughs> what a zunder. Oh, Zander. hang on. Seems like it was all to set up a coffee morning for Chris and Harrison, the point of which also escapes me. Are we setting up an Alice goes back to the booze storyline? <laughs> if I accept a part, that'll placate Linda about not being able to use the barn. Oh, David. David, David, David. You've known Linda all your life. I've known her for a few weeks and can say without fear of contradiction that she is only ever placated by getting exactly what she wants. So, well done, my friend. Not only have you just accepted a part in the worst theatrical idea since that musical about Hemingway, (laughs) but I don't doubt that you move yourself one step closer to having to agree to let Linda use your farm anyway. In the meantime, I can't believe I'm feeling sorry for Ruth, but she's having to rub David's tummy so hard that she must be getting blisters. Yes, David, you're the best. No, you're not useless and pointless. Of course the farm needs you. It's all David, David, David. He and Shula should get together. they be perfectly matched.
0: (laughs) They're brother and sister!
1: (laughs) Right, I have just listened to this scene with Jim, Johnny and Jazza four times and I'm still struggling to make sense of it. Johnny needs a baster for his car and Jazza needs to get home with Jade but only to be some company for Jim. And Jade wants Penny but not to eat and is going to do the pasta thing and the mind boggles. Did somebody in the writing team have an aneurysm? I hope this is all going to make sense in a few minutes but I'm sceptical to be honest. Oh wow, so we've gone straight to the prison visit, have we? I'm still not used to how quickly some of these storylines move sometimes. Anyway, it started well, with Philip reminiscing about old times and Krusty finding it difficult, and I have to wonder what she was expecting. That said, she's caught him on the hop with the whole Victoria revelation and maybe, just maybe, she's going to get something out of it. Jade! 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 Holy (laughs) crap! A silent character just came to life in front of my very eyes. This can't happen very often, surely. If you'd have told me a couple of months ago how excited I'd be about this, I'd have laughed in your face and gone back to Test Match Special. But here we are. It feels like a friend's just had a baby or something. What a privilege. I mean, she's shooting pasta out of her nose. The list of things I thought I'd never have to write gets longer every day. She's calling Jim Jimbo and is clearly unsuitable, even for Jazza. But I don't care. I was there when Jade spoke for the first time. I can't wait to have grandchildren. Just so I can tell them about this day.
2: (laughs) Wow, if you're a newbie, that is a big deal. Do
0: you know what? He actually texted me (laughs) when it happened and he just put, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I said, Jesus, what's happened? I thought thought
2: someone had died or, you know, and he said, Jake just spoke. I was like, crying out loud. Yeah, but what he doesn't know is she'll probably never return. Yeah, because we don't like her, so that's that. No, I hope she does like return. I I didn't not like her actually. I actually quite liked her. I did not like her. No, I know, but you don't really like anyone no. that isn't um Linda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: David has not known Linda all his life. David, she came to the village when David was about thirty. And she came from Sunningdale in Berkshire and she did that very um, uh, new-to-a-village thing of going round demanding that all the footpaths be open, letting <laughs> her dog off and, um, uh, yes, generally being a massive towny pain in the arse. Uh, but gradually they they flattened her so that she's uh, now a bit of a pillar of the community. So, yes. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Josh is egg-obsessed because he runs the chicken business out of Brookfield. Uh, We don't know why Jade put the pasta up her nose. That (laughs) You're going to have to take that up with Kerry Davis. Um, (laughs) Xander is Alice's nephew, uh, who was born via a surrogate brother who is now... Oh, no, that's that's
2: far too complicated to explain. Um, (laughs) Just Google that bit.
0: Yes, and (laughs) in terms of Helen and Lee flirting... Nobody flirts properly on the archers. Nobody. (laughs) No one, no one, no one. Apart from possibly Elizabeth,
1: Uh, who doesn't stop doing it. But yeah, (laughs) everybody
0: else. They just, it is exactly like watching your, yeah. Oh, it's just horrible. It's
2: horrible. They they just can't do it. I didn't even realise they were flirting. (laughs) So clearly they were flirting, because I didn't realise they were. (laughs) But it's sort
0: of... yeah, it's that it's that <laughs> odd way of talking. It's, it's again... It's like, it's hello, so you.
2: Yes. Hello, it's, you. It's
0: slightly arch <laughs> and slightly... <laughs> yeah, they can never do it right. Never, never, never. The young ones, the old ones, all of them. Um, we've had some emails. Oh, wow. One of them is from Nina Price, who <laughs> says... Um she said I've just discovered your podcast and felt compelled to email you which normally means that she's about to complain about something <laughs> but it turns out that she quite likes it. I am 24. I've been listening to The Archers pretty much my whole life. Oh. 24, my whole life. And I love tuning in every evening. I have tried multiple times to convince my boyfriend and friends <laughs> to give it a try, even creating a who's who in The Archers video in lockdown oh, one. The wow. boredom was real. Um, oh. Nina, send us your your video and we will put it on our Facebook page so it will go to a nice audience of the 12 people that follow us on Facebook. And the new people. And the new people. My efforts have been fruitless and the only person who I can chat to about the Archers is my friend's mum. So I'm very happy to have (laughs) found your podcast and to be listening to your hilarious analysis of the week's riveting drama and ridiculousness. Uh, thank you very much Nina and do send us the video if you want to unless it's you in your pants or something in which case don't um, to average on the don't couch send G- <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't send it to Mr Newby yeah uh, especially don't to average on the couch at gmail.com no that Mr Newby would send her one back again of him in his pants which oh, would exactly much worse oh from. dear
2: I think we should move on Lucy yeah.
0: hurry hurry um, Diana Quick
2: says hello <laughs> I'm the not oh. I'm not the Diana Quick <laughs> but she's still the other yes. Diana Quick yeah. The best, Diana yeah.
0: Um, At least not the actress who played Julia in Brideshead. Revisited all those years ago. My thespian career was limited to playing Mary in the school nativity when <laughs> I was five. Um, much as I would love to hear Harriet work on her Brooklyn accent, mine <laughs> is bought. We'd all love you
2: to work on your Brooklyn accent. <laughs> I really, really think I need to. Oh, I was thinking the other day, because I could sort of, sort of have. Half- I've oh, managed this sort of Irish type, but... I think i stop now, actually. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> she says... <laughs> I can my... <laughs> do Janice.
0: <laughs> my accent is boringly Middle English, despite having been in New York for more than 30 years. More love and hugs from Brooklyn. And she's reminded me that I met her for dinner in March 2018, uh, which was with um, lovely Witherspoon. Um, what in New York? yeah.
2: Oh yep. wow! Yep. Oh, should do another trip. I only
0: know that Diana was Diana. I didn't know that she was Diana. Quick, gosh. Um, yes, let's, we go, let's, do, let's do a work job. trip
2: when, yes. uh, when work we're all yes. allowed. <laughs>
0: should put it on our exes.
2: Let's yeah. go and find an editor. Yes, <laughs> to <laughs> cut out all we this
0: fact finding <laughs> research mission paid Good. for
2: by our vast <laughs> <laughs> expense
0: uh... account. Yeah. <clears throat> Ah, Charlotte Beckford, who says, It is the first podcast that I have genuinely looked forward to hearing each week. Oh, Oh, wow. I have tried loads of them and have usually ended up dozing off after a few minutes or switching (laughs) off in irritation. But yours is brilliant. Just the right balance of interesting discussion about the archers without being too serious or long winded I've listened to it a couple of times while on a very slow run and had to stop (laughs) due to laughing so much. Thank you for brightening up my lockdown. Thank you, Charlotte. And don't so blame nice. us when you get a heart, heart attack, cardiac arrest because oh. you've not been exercising properly. It's not <laughs> our fault. <laughs> We've got people not running and wetting themselves. That's not good, is it? And oh, Owen Kiffin. Oh, said, yeah, Owen. It's Owen,
2: isn't it? It is On Owen. On the barge. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah. I was wondering today. No, uh, as I understand the geography of Borsetshire, it's kind of slightly southwest of Birmingham. Let's discount the poshes like the Aldridges and the board members, and let's include Elizabeth and her unholy brood who are gentrified. Yeah. Then you have the main archer clan who are all RP. And from there, we crash to the Grundys, who sound like they have standard-issue wee-bee wee from the country, yokel <laughs> accents, or it's sets it's called at the BBC, which owe their allegiance to anywhere west of Oxford. Meyer went full Gloucestershire and would have fitted right into, this, into the excellent this country. The butcher <laughs> chap who is squiring Elizabeth. That I squiring her Vince <laughs> Casey sounds like he's from that part of the world with a Midlands accent but the rest mystify me we have lived for 35 years in Banbury and I would say when you hear a proper country born and bred person there they would sound a bit grundy but oh. we moved 20 miles north on our boat last July to Napton and definitely here the natives have a Midlands tone to their accent which is completely absent in the arches oh, right. let's that face it Eddie sounds like he's an escaped member of the Wurzels, and Somerset is a long old hall from Ambridge <laughs> <laughs> this has been noted before, Owen, because you do have families. For example, Eddie... William's accent is different to Eddie's. Ed's is different to Will's. Um, Clary's is... Gloucestershire. Cla- Clary's is pure Pamay's Gloucestershire. Um, it has been commented on before that uh, the accents wildly swing around. As long as they're sort of vaguely rural, that will do. You don't do. get
2: a lot of... Um, you don't get very many of the proper well almost brummy accents do you no no there was hayley do you remember yeah she was and, they, uh, and they're Vicky. always
0: reserved for anybody that we think is a townie yeah so hayley was a townie. i always remember her wearing um high-heeled shoes going on a walk with john and wearing high-heeled boots <laughs> and you know it was like lee in his white trainers um so yeah well, that's
2: really interesting isn't um, it i wonder yeah what, the accents are all over the what shop. what should the definitive um borchester accent. Ambridge accent be yeah well, it probably would be dying out anyway, wouldn't it? Mm.
0: Well, that's yeah. why everyone's moaning Sadly. about the young ones sounding generic, because they all, you know, the, the, the young men all sound the same. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, another one, Janet Horson. Uh, thank you for making me laugh out loud. I've been binge listening this very plain afternoon and in no particular order. I think we can agree that order hardly matters. Yes, quite. Uh, To add to your grunting and trampoline stories, Uh 60 years ago, I was on my first teaching practice. At lunchtime, one of my classes was very happy to show this friendly, keen PE student teacher how much they love trampolining. It was me. So under their instruction, I began to bounce. It was my first time on a trampoline, I should add up and down but next time there was a tiny fart surely I could suppress this up and down and fart and fart louder and louder I couldn't stop I was at that school for another fortnight enough said oh my god I am Janet Horson from Louth in Lincolnshire if you don't get to Brooklyn you're welcome here
2: (laughs) I think Janet needs to email Joe Wicks (laughs) (laughs) because it hopefully it wasn't quite as loud as his so all the best people fart during exercise
0: and I still think farting is oh no actually yes because you can pee yourself quietly and no one necessarily knows do I they? mean but farting, farting
2: in front of kids oh that's hard to God. live down isn't it <laughs> have you what seen that thing? did you
0: see that video of um that teacher on zoom teaching preschoolers and one of them farts really loudly on i didn't Zoom see thing. it and it is the most joyful there were 30 <laughs> little faces absolutely hysterical <laughs> commenting on how loud oh. it was who <laughs> might have done it. it was it you miss everything it's so lovely. It's oh. anyway, thank you janet and thank you julie bacon who says i'm delighted to discover damage on the couch I love listening and second guessing your reactions and I love your theme music (laughs) (laughs) thoughts from this week one vickers do wear sunglasses so there you are Harriet you are probably properly married (laughs) good when the therapy bus visited Ambridge there were moments when Jolene sounded as if she was going to turn into Siobhan what (laughs) Siobhan Siobhan was Irish Jolene was was whatever well she's what is she just don't listen
2: too hard to my voices (laughs)
0: Penny has it via Texas.
2: I don't think she sounded like Joliet. It's at
0: all. Um, Harriet was right. You don't get a pass on being horrible and thoughtless just because you're old. Mr. Newby was right. It would have been much better all round just to have had a technical issue with Peggy's video message. Mm-hmm. Lucy was wrong. Writers, please don't start a fact-checking WhatsApp group. The unique Ambridge <laughs> COVID protocol is joyful. And is Maya going to become her generation's Kate? Oh, yeah. Thank you, tenor ladies, she says. Uh, that's from the Reverend <laughs> Julie Bacon. Interim vicar in St. Mary's Bradley. I don't know where that is. Oh, right. Um, now, in a surprise extra for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Harriet was lucky enough to record Ruth, who has taken a leaf out of Jolene's book and become a <laughs> country and western singer this week.
2: I really hope she doesn't sound like Siobhan, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do Ruth, but also trying to add a bit of country to her. It's absolutely brilliant, and I pissed myself laughing when you sent it to me. It was, it was just when uh, Ben told Rory that 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 he called them the cowgirls. Cowgirls, rather than boys. (laughs) Oh, just hurry up, David! Just pull it out. That's better. I'm just a Brookfield cowgirl I'm bovine to my core I've had it up to here with sheep The lambing's such a bore. Talking of boars, there's David Destined for the scrap heap So I can finally get me way And get shot of them sheep Ditch the flock Ditch the man, bring me back me cowboy Sam Ditch the kids, kick out Jill, I've got dreams I must fulfill Watch me do me cowgirl dance, living it up on Brookfield Ranch Oh life could be so good I know, competing in me rodeo just a Brookfield cowgirl and bovine vine to my core. I've had it up to here with sheep. The lemon's such a bore. I wonder if I've still got Sam's number. He sure was handy with a lasso. Yeah!
0: Hey, Brilliant! <laughs> well
2: done, how I thank you, thank you so much god there's just so much in this podcast there's so much free content i know it's exhausting isn't it It's exhausting to listen to never mind to do thank you to anybody who's still listening (laughs) hang in there not much longer not much longer honestly so now we cross to ambridge itself to hear what's going on on the therapist's couch
0: Oh, it's quite spring-like today, isn't it, Jeff? Daffodils on the village green, look. There's a little dog enjoying us. Ugh. I hope the lady's going to pick that up. Oh, no, she's kicked it into the pond. Who have we got today? Emma Grundy. Grundy. Eh, mm? Emma Grundy Grundy. That can't be right.
2: Hiya, I'm Emma. Nice to meet you. Hello, Emma. Please sit down. Thanks. It's nice and here. Cosy. Shame you haven't got room for a coffee table. Well, I've got no coffee. Ah, I should have bought you one from work. The tea room work, I mean, not the chicken factory. The chicken factory coffee's horrible, unless you like giblets.
0: Ah, you're doing two jobs.
2: Ah, yeah, loads. Portfolio career. I was a barmaid too sometimes, but as there's now three times as many people behind the bar and the pub is in front of it, well, that's dried up a bit. Anna was a cleaner, too, for Mrs Woolley, but now she's got Kate going over a knickknack. so I've got the boots. It's busy life. Yeah, you're telling me. What with that and keeping up with Ed's ravenous sexual appetite, I'm worn out. Uh, your husband? Yeah, it's not easy in a mobile home, either. Every time you sneeze, the bedroom door swings open, so you can imagine.
0: What seems to be the problem, then? Well...
2: Is it better for your mental health to hide your capabilities so you're not a threat to other people? Or should you just come out and say it and sound big-headed?
0: That's a good question.
2: I know. That's another thing I'm good at. You feel you're not hitting your potential? Oh, nowhere near. I'll give you an example. Ed's got a prize sheep that he calls Pepper Pig. That should give you an understanding of the type of thing I'm on about. So Ed's useless, so I put him on all kinds of sperm registers. So we're going to make a mint out of him. The pig, not Ed. Though that might not be a bad idea either. Yeah, it might be something to think about if the tractor work slows. I'll just note that down in my billet journal, actually. Ed, sperm... Sorry, where was I? Oh yeah, and there's the tea rooms too. So it was my idea to discover an orchard everyone had forgotten about, fill it with heat lamps and park all the old people in there while we fed them with overpriced lemon drizzle. For a while back in the summer we were doing romantic candlelit meals out there. Can you imagine? Fighting off the midges, goat shit everywhere, sandwiched between the car park and the bins. People loved it.
0: You do sound entrepreneurial.
2: Yeah, I am. And I'm frustrated because I'm surrounded by morons. I could run the chicken factory with one hand tied behind my back. I mean, I've been saying for ages that we need to at least stun the chickens before we start plucking them. But will they listen? I see. I got an entire assault course built in a morning and I didn't have to lift a finger. Just had a little chat with Rex and he'd started on the monkey bars before I'd even done my hoodie back up. I'm a parish councillor, which means I've got a bit of power, I suppose. But my dad's the chair. Probably not for much longer now. Everyone knows he uses slaves. Really? Yeah, it was an accident. And my mum uses her local radio show to discuss her and my dad's, well, intimate life. Which is kind of revolting, unhygienic, and has put me right off kidney beans. I am wasted here, I'm telling you. I'm hiding my light under a bush, but... You know what Ambridge is like. If I start telling people what to do, they'll just think I'm showing off. So I have to do everything on the sly. Manipulating, like.
0: What do you think the answer is? Well,
2: a benign dictatorship would be the ideal. Do you think people would go for that? I mean, I can't see it being a problem because between me and Linda Snell, no one else does anything. If it's middle class, Linda Snell does it. And if it's working class, I do it. But there's a gap in the market now because she's gone mad and wants to do a play about Jesus having sex or something. So that'll take her out the running for a bit. I'm not sure a dictatorship is the way forward. Well, I wouldn't call it that, obviously. I'd say I was facilitating a rollout of a new village administration.
0: Now that sounds like a coup.
2: Well, it worked for Jackie Weaver. Look at her. She got rung up by the TV in the States after she told everyone to shut up. I could do that. Sort out the old farts like Brighton Aldridge and Derek Fletcher with all their bloody shouting and golf and that. Yeah, I've decided. I'm going to overthrow my dad and get cracking. No reason why not. Would it make you happy though, Emma? Absolute power? Of course it would. Yeah, thanks ever so. I feel really inspired now. See you later.
0: Blimey, that escalated quickly. That young woman is frankly terrifying. Let's go back, Jeff. And I feel old and tired. So, that's that. There'll be another podcast up next week if we've got the bloody energy. <laughs> so subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. Phew! If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email...
2: Ambridge, Ambridge on, the- on the Couch... I was going to do it with you. <laughs> okay, you can email
0: Ambridge, Ambridge on, on the,
2: couch the Couch at gmail, at gmail. <laughs> Oh, that
0: went well. Uh, we are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mister Newbie on at
2: Newbie <laughs> And in the meantime, it's goodbye from both of us. And let's do it together. <gasps> Have, Have a, a lovely, lovely week. week. <laughs>